Hey everyone, this is Alyssa Apostle, Cosmic Truth Seeker, here to assist you in deciphering your soul's astrological blueprint. And I'm Chandra Sangat, your modern medicine woman, here to help heal the collective. Today is about Chiron in Taurus and Chiron in the second house. So we're going to talk about values, wounding around the body, wounding around self-worth, how to change the story from the wounded to the one who heals the wound and really, really dive deeply into Taurus land. So it's a nice, not slow quite so mole. gentle, but slow mole. <laughs> <laughs> slow mole with the bowl today. <laughs> it's very Venus, actually. We hope you really enjoy it. And thanks for listening. Welcome, Welcome to the Aquamoon Dream Dreamers. Dream Beamers. Beam Dreamers. <laughs> Welcome to the Aquamoon Aqua Beam, Beam Dreamers, Dreamers podcast. <laughs> we redefine the relationship to yourself so you can reset the foundations for the other relationships in your life. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to our astrology rants and raves. If you're interested in hearing what we have to say about your own chart, we offer live coaching sessions and recorded readings specifically designed to decode your astrological blueprint. Check out the links below to book with us. This episode is sponsored by Fourth House Skincare Zodiac Balancing Blends. These are small batch, handcrafted, and all organic essential oil blends carefully and uniquely designed to both enhance and balance the energies of each of the zodiac signs created with love by me chandra sangat get yours at www.chandrasangat.com and receive an extra 10% off with code golden healer hey everyone Today we're talking about Chiron and Taurus or Chiron in the second house. And we've got some we've got some really close to home experiences to share with you today. Chandra's Chiron is not only in Taurus but it's also in the second house because she's Aries rising. So all the rulers are ruling their own house. And <laughs> as, as you said, little miss perfect. <laughs> yes. Well, Miss Perfect, she lines up just right with all the lines, no coloring outside of them, no mixing things up. That's not you at all, actually, but no, that actually makes this Chiron even more intense for me, I think. My partner's Chiron is in Taurus, and so I can share my experiences of being in relationship with somebody who has Chiron in Taurus and how intense that can be. I love that. You know in hearing you talk about your experience with Chiron and Taurus, I've learned a lot about my Chiron. So let's get into it. So Chiron, the storyteller. Yes. Right? I, yeah. I, I was thinking this morning that I really wanted to highlight and talk about the formula of Chiron storytelling because Chiron is an archetype and a storyteller and it has three different perspectives that it uses to tell its stories. 
So the first perspective would be the wounded one. And I just want you to pay attention to the inner narrative that you have playing out and try to figure out which Chiron perspective are you telling your narratives from. So you've got the wounded one, you've got the one who wounds, and you have the one who heals the wound. And that's both inwardly and outwardly, because whatever you do inwardly, you are doing outwardly. So we'll just kind of keep that in mind whenever we talk about the Chirons. And we, I want to just point out those perspectives because those are the three perspectives that we focus on when we talk about Chiron. I really want to point out how appropriate, and maybe it's because we have all this air energy in our charts, but how much we embody the signs. So the Chiron and Aries episode was very much like a super high energy. Let's start this thing. Like, let's go. Like, when you're in a race and and the gun goes off and everybody goes boom right that was chiron and aries episode this one's like all right so now that we're here how are we going to talk about it <laughs> and now and like so now we get to start to build it <laughs> yes okay so who who has chiron and taurus those who are born between May 28th, 1976 and October 13th, 1976, this was a little window where Chiron and Taurus began. It likes to give little previews. It likes to show up and give a little preview of like, hey, here's a few months of what you're to expect after Chiron goes retrograde because it went retrograde back into Aries after that. And then it came back into Taurus, March 28th, 1977 to June 21st, 1983. So if you were born- That's a between... long transit. How Taurus? About six, yeah. So I was like, we're going to get into, nope, just kidding. Back to Aries. Okay, yeah. now we're getting into Taurus again and we're going to go real slow. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Let's make a lot of people suffer this wound. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the wounded one. <laughs> that is that is the wounded one. Well done, wounded one. Hello, I see you. I see you. So the, oh, the Chiron God. returns in Taurus um, would be June 19th, 2026. Sorry, that's not, I kind of said that in the sense of like the Chiron return, but really those who were born in 76 and 83 are, are going to be having their Chiron return in 2026. Right. June 19, 26 to September 17th, 26 mm -hmm. for three months. Yep. And then it's going to, so it's going to, it's going to be going forward. And then at some point in the middle of that be retrograding. Yes. And then April 14, 27 through July 19th, 2033. Oh. Yes. Yes. So it has to, it would be going uh, retrograde back into uh, Aries because uh, it doesn't enter Gemini. So the people with Chiron and Aries at the last degrees of Aries. <laughs> oh, not boy. it's not going to be over yet. Let's go back to that episode for a second. Just kidding. Let's go back to Taurus. <laughs> That's what it's going to feel like. That's what yeah. it's going to feel like. Yeah. 
Oh man. Okay. And it's got, it's surrounded by Taurus energy. So it's probably going to be a little tainted with the heaviness of Taurus. So we know the last degrees of a, of a sign, the last and first are kind of like <clears throat> many of you who listen to us probably also listen to the Leo King. And I love how he talks about it, how it's like, you have your boobs in one, your butt in the other. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> like you're in both, right? Because if you're the last few degrees of one or the first few degrees of the other, you're you're basically yeah. really right there in both. So interestingly enough that we've we've gotten to this point here and how powerful of an existence that is to have almost two chirons. That's yeah. intense. It's um, almost not quite one or the other. You've got this. Yeah, it's it's some really crazy. I mean, come on, Chiron and Aries, like talk about identity crisis. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Oh, man. That's rough, dude. I'm so happy with my one Chiron. And it's it's double whammy because it's Taurus in the second house. Taurus brought to you by Taurus with the sprinkle of Taurus on top. The bull who does not like to move. I was walking my dog this morning and I got her this collar this harness that's like it wraps around her muzzle so it's like how they harness horses and amazing how much she behaves like a horse when she has this thing on but the funny thing that i noticed this morning is she didn't want to come back in the house so she stopped and i was pulling her like if i was pulling a stubborn cow And I was like, oh, so apropos for Chiron and Taurus episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything today was like. But that behavior, that right there. So it's like the way that I was able to get her in was to, to snap at the lead a little bit, like gently, and then wait. It was like, hmm. interestingly enough, very scorpionic in the like, okay, let's go. Like coaxing her receiving her waiting for her mm-hmm. to come to me you got to be patient with Taurus yeah and I really think that takes us into the next parts of the things that we want to talk about which the ruler of Taurus is Venus in the feminine and how much I had to really be very much like in the feminine receiving and waiting mm-hmm. this almost painful yearning vessel to I had to become the empty vessel to wait so she would follow and it was just it was a very interesting Scorpio Taurus dance this morning it it was very cool well the other thing about the bull and the symbol of Taurus looks like a bull with two horns that's one way you could look at it but there's an utter disinterest with everything that does not concern it like the mission in life of the bull is to serve a direct purpose not wasting any of its energy on anything not linked with its desires and then once it is aroused you know the interest and the desires of Taurus are aroused it moves toward it with all its power 
It has a very forceful penetration and energy. It's very persistent. It's very powerful. Phallic. Yeah, that's really interesting. So if we do think about that dance between Taurus and Scorpio, it is very much Taurus has to wait. I don't think it has the ability to not wait because it literally doesn't have the energy to do until it has that spark of desire and then it can move forward and mm -hmm. push forward and be very, very, very productive mm. and very assertive and very effective in the sense of do a lot. Yeah. It has an incredible amount of power behind it. It can be very accomplished and successful but only when it acts out of the, the correct energy. It's focused on the goal. So you think of a bull seeing red <clears throat> and the amount of penetration and complete focus and movement into you know, the red sheet that they use to kind of taunt the bull. And then you think of the color red is being the color of the root chakra, which is all about bringing things into being in the physical manifestation. I also really want to emphasize, because I know what this has always been for me, I know that it really depends on where, it really does. It's like, it's so subtle. The differences are subtle, but interesting. Where Chiron is placed in your chart like what house it's in so for me it's like all of this is yep on point right Chiron and Taurus in the second house but how important and relevant values are self-worth money property possessions and then qualities like intelligence faith and artistic abilities it's all of the things that are solid stable safe it's all about grounding and it's about having your feet on solid ground and in some ways having Chiron and Taurus feels like having Uranus and Taurus where it's like it's always an earthquake and you never know when the rug is going to get pulled out from under you and like you might think you're on solid ground but maybe all of a sudden actually it was a volcano and it's erupting and you're like mm. okay <laughs> yeah taken beneath me and it's a really interesting experience because the finding of the solid instability within while the ground is shaking is one of the most epic gifts that i have found but still the ground doesn't stop shaking. Hmm. That's like Narnar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, that's the understatement of the year. Of the, Nar -nar. Of the decade. I think, of the... I think that's the word of the day is Narnar. <laughs> Narnar. <laughs> Well, yeah, right. Taurus is all about the foundation, right? With Aries, you have this initial creative impulse of just 
there's an energy here. There's this a creative energy here and it just needs to sprout. It just needs to erupt. And Taurus is all about taking that bullseye harnessing channeling of the Aries energy and putting it towards a direct foundation of what you're going to build the rest of your evolution on. It's the values, it's relationship, it's all about the fundamentals of surviving in this physical reality with the money and having shelter and all of the essentials. It's all the fundamentals. And I like that you made that relation with the Uranus because Uranus can be very disruptive and erratic and unpredictable. And that's really the opposite of everything Taurus. Taurus is steady and consistent and persistent and reliable. And that would hurt to have your cutter on there. The one thing about Chiron and Taurus the this is you can you can depend on it always feeling like it's always an earthquake yeah (laughs) it's like the steadiness turns it's crazy it's a crazy freaking existence and it is insane and i'm amazed at how long of a transit it is because i honestly hadn't even looked at it because obviously i'm in my own experience and i am an aries rising so like who cares about everybody else (laughs) (laughs) no but it's like okay so let's think about this in the grand scheme of let's be aqua libra about this how many people are gonna listen to this episode and be like yeah that shit is fucking gnarly and how many people were born with the ability to have these gifts like i just see i see it as like okay yes but it's wounding and it's like all the gnarliness and blah, 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 blah. How much healing because Taurus for the love of God is such like this bodily healing thing. How much healing can this giant group of people bring Hmm. to the whole of humanity for the rest of time? Wow. That's like, as we continue to focus on, the better story mm-hmm. right the one the story, who heals the story of value and bringing value to the fundamentals and feeling valued in the fundamental things of life well there's a thing about it being about discovering our worth so the way taurus chiron and taurus feels is I'm not worthy of being here. Like no one cares about whether I live or die. Literally whether this body, it's a very physical experience. And when there's a Chiron wounding, anything related to money, my stability and my safety, when it's threatened at all, then it feels like, why don't I just sleep? This place isn't stable enough. I'm going to go try something else. Mm -hmm. So remaining and gaining the strength of Taurus. So it turns into a very scorpionic existence Hmm. in the way that is the dysfunctional or the wounded functioning, 
within Chiron and Taurus where it's like oh well you know what like at any little tiny thing that everyone else would be like seriously like that's what you're tripping about anyone anyone else without Chiron and Taurus would be like what is your problem (laughs) and Chiron and Taurus is like nope cannot depend on this place gotta go it's like a a new jerk it's like a knee-jerk reaction, scorpionic reaction. Yes. I'm out. Yeah. And interesting. it's a really, for a long time, at least for me, it was, a, it was really hard to make a home, to put down roots, hmm. to remain in a place for a very long time. So Chiron and Taurus, I think, in the second house, it's like, if you continue to run away from the wound and try to look for another place that doesn't have the wound, it turns into really the opposite of Taurus. Because hmm. it's like not steady, not stable, not grounded, not rooted, not valuable, no money, no property. Because you can't have any of that if you're constantly moving. You can't have possessions if you're constantly moving. Think about like a massive Taurus placement, like a Taurus sun. Do you you know any Taurus sun that doesn't have a bunch of crap they have to haul around? Like that's why they don't move. It's a thing. Yeah. And even, I felt like even with Chiron and Taurus, there could be the, the, that could be a wounding manifestation of Chiron and Taurus because it's almost like, not feeling at home unless you have these things around you but when you have those things around you it kind of makes it a burden it's like carrying around yes having layers and layers of cushion around you however that looks it's layers and layers of wounding it's layers and layers of wounding so you can go real into it because that's exactly how it has it was for me for a really long time so it was like I don't feel at home without my things but if I accumulate a little too much it's wounding because I already know that at any given moment I'm gonna have to run away from this place because I already know it's not stable enough yeah it feels an insubstance I simultaneously don't feel at home because I don't have enough stuff, but I'm not making any roots because I can't trust that this is the place that's going to hold me. So then I don't then bring in my stuff into the place. I don't accumulate because I don't trust that the ground is solid enough to, for me to form roots. Because the second I put down roots, something happens and it all blows up and I have to leave again. And then putting down roots and taking them up again, that is a completely really bad thing for a plant. So when a plant experiences that, they just don't make roots. Ah. When they keep getting transplanted, well, they die because they don't make roots. Yeah, it's insubstantial. But it's like wounding on both sides, right? So no, I don't feel at home because I don't have my stuff, but I'm not going to bring in my stuff because I don't feel at home. So have you experienced with Chiron and Taurus 
<clears throat> like a clinging to people in the way that you cling to possessions? Does it transfer over to that? I used to definitely. I think I personally have way too much air in my chart and I have a lot of Sagittarius. So I think my coping mechanisms were to not cling on to anyone at all. So mm. I didn't make friends as a kid. Mm. I mean, I think I had one friend. I And I say, I think I had, because I don't know if she would think I was her friend. Oh, okay. In grade school. Yeah. And then the crazier thing is that Chiron and Taurus literally manifests in the things that we're most afraid of so when I was 10 years old we moved from a tiny little town in Argentina without any real warning to me as a little girl to Los Angeles wow so I have two lives in one life I have more than that because I did it to myself like three other times after that <laughs> so then I moved from LA to Portland and then from Portland to Colorado those are major effing moves yeah for anyone so what what was the catalyst for those moves was it the not feeling the ability to really for my parents to make the roots well for I, my yeah, parents, parents but... so that would have been that was way, so I was born toward the end of Chiron and Taurus. <clears throat> I think it's like a 27 degrees. So I was born at the end of 1982, right? So based on those dates, I think it was only in there for another like six or seven months, right? Mm -hmm. And then my parents moved because we didn't have enough money. Mm. Boom. How Chiron and Taurus is that? Number one. <laughs> because our home, literal home, was gonna get taken away. So how did they have the money to move to LA? Well, you figure it out. Yeah. But it was like, because there wasn't enough money to sustain a lifestyle. Yeah. A certain lifestyle, which think about this, Taurus, you fancy fucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong and here's the thing where i have recognized so let's turn it into the next story because i can talk about all this stuff and i hope that everyone listening is having a healing experience from this and identifying with it and understanding but let's shift it because i can sit there and not feel heavy about it because to me it's a badge of honor it becomes my badge of honor because I fully recognize I like fancy stuff a lot. I can't just have just anything. Hmm. I might have Chiron and Taurus and be super resourceful and have had to live with almost nothing. And I can be, and I'm very good at that. And I see that as my badge of honor, but please, for the love of God, do not let me sleep on a bed that is not my organic cotton mattress. <sighs> Ah, like I, I cannot. <laughs> well, that, that's part of the self-care of Chiron and Taurus, right? Exactly. Like what are some, like, what are the, what has Chiron and Taurus taught you about self-care? 
Oof. I mean, number one above everything else, nervous system regulation is the only thing that matters. If I'm not regulated, I need a nappy poo. <laughs> and that's the end of that. And this is a thing too with Taurus. Intuitive sleeping, intuitive eating. And we don't have normal eating habits. We're very nap. Okay, like let's just be straight up. What do cows and bulls eat? Grass, greens. They're vegan. Okay, I'm not going to say y'all need to go be vegan, but I did at some point become a vegan myself. But it's only because my body started getting really, really, really sick with processed foods and with red meat. So I needed something completely different. And at some point I, I switched. So it's like the healing in the body, the taking care of the vessel, the, the nervous system, the digestive system, really the digestive system. Yeah. At the core at the core, literally at the core is like the number one. If we don't take care of our gut, our gut doesn't take care of anything else. And then all the other organs get messed up. And then our bodies as a whole, in order for cows and bulls, dude, they're huge animals and they're big and heavy. And look at all they eat is grass. Really? All they eat are leaves. Like that's, that's incredible. How much power can you gain from eating naturally in the sense of mostly eating greens? And I'm talking about the animals, not humans, right? Specifically. But if we really do think about it like that, so then it's like, let's, let's use that information for ourselves. What do we need to do? Well, we need to make sure our guts are getting what we specifically need. And for each body is different. Yeah. But, but it's very intuitive. Body. It's very, very, very intuitive. It's no one else can tell you what you need because only you know what you need in this moment. Yeah. But the but listening to the physical body is a key to the self-care of Chiron and Taurus because yes. it's that is where the wounding manifests most clearly, I guess, with Chiron and Taurus. It's a very, very physical sign. Well, yeah. So it's very, very basic, basic. It's basic. I mean, let's face it, Taurus, we're basic. Like, is it sleep? Is it water? Is it quiet? Is it, or is it food? And usually not a lot of food. It's so basic. And like, if you don't have those needs met, then then you're not going to be regulated and you won't be able to deal with the really high, high, high end things that, that a Chiron and Taurus can deal with, like some really intense problems, really beautiful challenges, like resource management for the planet type stuff. Yeah. About all about managing resources. But then if I'm not emotionally regulated, which is entirely dependent on did I sleep enough, which requires a, a proper bed, not just anywhere, <laughs> a cozy bed that I can actually rest in, 
with the forget, comforter that I like. Don't forget all the soft pillows and right and with blanket. the proper pillow behind my back and the other one between my legs. You know, like all the yeah. things. Like, like literally, some people would be like, "God, that's excessive," but no, no, because it's we're kings and queens. Ah, Taurus is also royalty, like Leo is, because it rules gold right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you don't treat yourself like royalty, what would the king do if he didn't feel like doing something? He wouldn't fucking do, do it. it. <laughs> what would the queen do? She would go and have her servants bring her a tea and a warm blanket and sing her a lullaby. <laughs> Legit. Yes. So why does Chiron and Taurus for the longest time, the lesson is Go have somebody make you a tea. <laughs> yeah. Get cozy, get comfy. Yeah. And tell us a story. So that's a little bit of the perspective of the one who heals is the self-care aspect around your Chiron. I want to jump back into maybe the wounded one perspective of what are some of the negative stories or the wounded stories that Chiron in Taurus oh I mean if you want to go on I mean how long have I been on the planet no I'm just kidding um (laughs) it's I can't do this I don't have the energy to do this I don't have the money to do this I don't have the resources to do this I don't have people helping me to do this. Nobody cares whether I live or die. Um, does Is anybody listening to me? Like I'm out here on the bleeding edge, screaming my head off that I need a nap and no one's listening to me because they're expecting me to just keep going because I have the energy to keep going. Because in a Taurus way, we have, we have, the perceived energy like others perceive us to be this strong bull but Mm -hmm. with our within ourselves we're like i really need a break but no one's listening so i guess i'll just keep going until i literally collapse so dramatic and scorpionic so dramatic like fine then you're not going to listen to me let me just keep going and use all my energy until i end up at the hospital until I end up in an emotional place where people have to pull me back from the ledge. Yeah. Like, dang, that's so dramatic. <laughs> well, in, in a way it's, it's the wounding spilling out and so that others can feel it to a degree, you know, it's, it's this bleeding out of the wound. Well, yeah, that's the wounded one. That's the like, well, no one's noticing my wounds. So let me pick at it a little more. So it's really bloody. Mm -hmm. And then maybe people will notice that it's there. And people who don't have Chiron and Taurus don't notice. And people who do have Chiron and Taurus will go and pick each other's wounds. And it's just gross. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, but it's like, if you if you get together with someone else who's in the wounded story and you're in the wounded story you're just gonna go down this gnarly spiral of wounded story yeah 
It's definitely perpetuating and it's hard to pull out of it when you have a lot of momentum and perpetuation in any, in any direction. So, so being able to change around the Chiron story in a direction that will perpetually create healing instead of wounding is the challenge of Chiron because there is something very satisfying about picking at a scab and watching it bleed and I don't know what color is your blood. My blood's this color. I it's, you know, that, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that exploration either. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's all part of the experience. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I always want to mention during these episodes, how gentle we have to be with ourselves as we're experiencing and telling the stories because we are retelling and we're giving them momentum a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, with every retelling, it so, adds, it adds to there's it. There's a telling for the sake of explaining. There's a telling for the sake of understanding. And then and then at the end of the day, really, there that doesn't need to be the case. So here's where the stories for all of us change is we stop looking at the wound. Because how do wounds heal on their own? They're given space. How does a tree time? heal itself? And this is very Taurus. How does a tree heal itself? It just does it. It doesn't need some person to come and touch it and clean it and bandage it and look at it and come check on it. Like, no, you just fucking leave it alone. You leave the wound alone and it's going to dry and it's going to scab and you might feel it every once in a while, but as long as you're always looking the other way, it's going to do what it needs to do, which is the gift of Taurus too. Because if we think about Taurus and the healing of the body, the body is a beautiful apparatus that has everything it needs to continue to live for hundreds of years. We're the ones that are like, mistreating it and misfeeding it and misusing it and these misses are unique to each of us mm-hmm. so some of us can do things that others of us cannot and that's it is what it is so we're not it's not a judgment and it's not a, a call for everyone to do the same thing no absolutely not that's my my moon was like please don't do that <laughs> please don't all be the I same will re- i will rebel against it <laughs> well, and I, I think you nailed it when you said where you're, where you're looking matters. You said to not sit there and stare at the wound waiting for it to heal. It's looking towards what feels healing to me. And that's different for everyone. But what, what are the gifts that Chiron and Taurus has given you? How, like, what are the creative healing pursuits that you focused on instead of your wound that have become the gifts uh redonkulous ability to notice where there's stagnant energy and where it needs to be moved Hmm. and an incredible ability to notice and know intuitively somehow where resources need to be moved at exactly what time and for how long and how much ah Like, sometimes I think maybe I should become like a stock trader and 
or manage people's like financial portfolios because I honestly don't even know how I know. I just know where people need to put their energy. Ah, but that's it's, also it's, very Taurus knowledge. It's it's intuitive awareness that that Chiron brings. Wherever your Chiron is, you tend to have that intuitive awareness and can bring a lot of healing externally to the thing that's wounding you internally. So yeah, being an excellent manager for others' resources. And then actually the same thing that I was mentioning before, but it's this stamina and endurance. Ooh, loyalty. Yeah. And just being able to like push through insurmountable odds, insurmountable obstacles that most people would not be able to. And just with like, well, because it's all about persistence Enduring. and determination and that is Taurus persistence and determination so when Chiron and Taurus recognizes so all of y'all I'm telling you right now this is the secret sauce to manifesting anything you ever want in your whole life and I know Alyssa can attest to this <laughs> with me yeah literally when you tap into your positive aspects number one balance your emotional regulate your emotions that takes bodily self-care, bare minimum standards. Then tap into your ability to persist and be determined to reach whatever goal or outcome you seek from life in the face of complete opposite circumstances. When you can look at a circumstance and laugh in its face because you already know it's a joke because you know where you're going. So you take the Aries decide energy and the Taurus determination and you're unstoppable. Hmm. Bam. Yeah. Wham, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Magic. It's literal magic. And then the other thing too that I've noticed with myself in that space of deciding and being determined is how much I have so much freedom because now I don't have any rush. I don't have any need to do things that are for me or any like clinginess to stuff or to money or to people or to anything. And then I can really open myself up to see the gifts within others. And that's where this like becoming a midwife to other people's creative endeavors comes in. Really being able to help other people birth their ideas because it's Taurus. So it's like once a person has an idea that's very Aries, spark of life, then Taurus is like, okay, now let's get it into reality. Absolutely. I like that if you, I realized this morning, if you take the symbol of Taurus and you put it on top of Aries symbol, it, it looks like a flower. You have like the Aries that's like the stem. It's what brought, it was, it came from the seed that burst forth. And then the Taurus is like the little flower with the first little petal blooming. It's bringing it full circle into this divine unfoldment. And then recognizing that spark in other people, because that's where the gift is, is being able to more easily see it in others than in yourself. 
But as you've seen it in yourself, it only heightens your ability to see it in others. I think Chiron and Taurus is just a, a Taurus superpower. So the wounded one and the one who wounds, they're in this story of like, I can't, I'm not enough. I don't have enough. And neither do what you. What would a cow actually <laughs> do if there was an earthquake? They probably wouldn't even move. They wouldn't move. What would an actual Taurus do in an earthquake? Probably just wait. Hmm. So then if Chiron and Taurus would literally just like take a breath for a second and whatever circumstance that is outside of you, just let it pass like an earthquake does. They only last a few seconds. Really, let's face it. How long can an earthquake be? 30 seconds? Really? How many years have we been on here? You can last 30 seconds. You can breathe through 30 seconds of drama. And then I know that this is not exactly the case for certain situations. They last a long time, a lot longer than an actual earthquake. But if you were to think about it like an earthquake, that breathing is going to regulate your nervous system to the point where it's not going to feel like an earthquake anymore. It's just going to be like another regular situation like everybody else on the planet is dealing with. We all have shit we deal with. It's just that Chiron and Taurus seems to make these things like extra. <laughs> well, it's the distrust that the, that the foundation is going to remain stable. But if you think of the foundation as earth, because Taurus is very, it's an earth sign and it's very much about the earth and about resources. And you think of our foundation is actually always moving anyway. I mean, we're zooming through space, rotating around the sun. We have our own rotation. We're constantly moving anyway. And then when the earth itself moves in its rotation, all of a sudden that's when it triggers that Chiron of, oh my God, oh, what's happening? But the steadiness is there. The steadiness is always there. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the gift is to find the steadiness that is inside of you. Because if you think about it, Chiron and Taurus, one of the major gifts is to find that we are steadier than the rest of the humans. Because we are constantly having to remain in a state of there's still a low-grade distrust of the foundation i've just learned to look at the positives of it so One then i'm that we all have the ability to become incredible emotional healers and incredible physical healers and incredible ushers for creativity because when we find that stability then look at what you and I are doing with this podcast with our creativity with making things beautiful what was I doing before this selling flowers at market mm -hmm. making people happy by creating these works of art yeah when we regulate ourselves to the point where we begin to trust god really our inner beings then we create like some 
amazing things and dude taurus rules gold our stuff will last forever like taurus builds kingdoms right yeah <laughs> absolutely oh in the age yeah in the age of taurus you think of all the the epic kingdoms and the way that they built these amazing ruling i think of like the egyptians and and the uh, there's a word that's eluding me my chiron and gemini is kicking in big time right now <laughs> yeah like the sumerians and the greeks those all were very especially the older 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 kingdoms the sumerians they were very earth-based it was very taurus and look at us still talking about it yeah and some of those buildings still being there and the foundations of society math and language so this generation of chiron and taurus there's a lot of us we have the potential to create a whole new beautiful actually beautiful society because that's venus we're here to make things pretty yeah the love and then beauty. combine that with our generation of saturn and, and pluto and libra yeah who have chiron and taurus on g uh-huh well and then it's tapping into that inner awareness of where you specifically as an individual your gifts of bringing beauty into the world because everybody's going to have different creative impulses and different creative pursuits that will bring that unique healing to that individual so tapping in and taking care of the body and having that alignment with the inner awareness of the body is key to that and if you for those who are listening, that's what looking at the whole chart can bring. You can look at the trines in a chart and see where your natural gifts and abilities are and where your other aspects are complementing and in support of your Chiron. That's right. So Taurus, the Earth. So then we have Virgo and Capricorn. So I thank God for my Venus and Virgo, even though for a long time I was like, ew, Venus and Virgo. <laughs> Right, because the search for perfection within relationship with others is just not cute. Yeah. It's just it, wounding it, to me. It, it's wounding to the people in relationships with it too, because it's a, it's a high bar. It's a constant high bar that has yeah. to be met. It's a relentless, it's a really relentless energy. But here's the thing. Earth energy is relentless. Hmm. So thank goodness or we probably all wouldn't still be on this ball floating through space we we, we would not have accomplished anything without taurus virgo and capricorn yeah like take that out and we'd all be have burned ourselves to the ground <laughs> or drowned ourselves like air fire water really like yeah. the water beings would still be there and then all the air and fire beings would be like okay we burned it all down <laughs> <laughs> good thing wa and the water's so water's just totally detached because it can't burn so it's just like They're that's just your problem over there like we're oh, over here guys like, <laughs> go crazy over there 
yeah egging each other on right without the determination of taurus without the perfectionism of virgo without the real like almost <laughs> intense like bossiness like slave driving of capricorn but like if we didn't have a plan for things and we didn't have a grand master plan goal and we didn't have detail oriented virgo that could put that plan to action and we didn't have determined taurus that would necessarily slow us down to think wait a minute like do you have the energy to continue on this trail capricorn Hmm. or do you need to like just slow down for a second because capricorn can run themselves down to the ground too yeah and taurus being a fixed sign is going to be the most steady of all the earth signs yeah so in that way like for my personal chart venus and virgo south node and midheaven and capricorn that's supportive and that's the other thing we were talking about yesterday or last episode with Aries. Lean on your other earth elements in your chart to support you to balance. So if your Taurus is wilding out and being completely unstable, which is the opposite of Taurus, go to Capricorn, go to Virgo. Or 10th house or 6th house. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Look at what's yes. there. It'll carry yeah. that energy. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it sounds, it sounds like Chiron and Taurus can be very disorienting. Hmm. Very but, much. Yeah. But I feel like the gift of Chiron and Taurus is also once you figured out how to orient yourself, it can provide a strong foundation of orientation for everyone like Taurus is the Taurus Chiron and Taurus would be the ones who are holding everyone else up holding up the dance floor for everybody else to be dancing on and to be able to orient themselves with where they're going <laughs> yeah yeah that is it I think it's interesting like to be because when, when I look at it now, I'm, I'm in such a good space, but it's because I've taken care of my body. At the core, I've taken care of my body and I continue to do it every day. And this whole body connection, connection to our physical energy of the muscles, like all, it's just like a very basic existence it's when you're in the wounding it feels like such a burden to have to take a nap or to have to eat or to have to drink water mm. I've heard my friends be like dude take a break and I'm like it's gonna ruin the momentum of the thing and then it's all gonna die and why did we even do it in the first place so no I'm not gonna take a nap but really it's like if you would just regulate yourself the rest of us could keep it going for a little bit and then you could come back with your massive Taurus energy and yeah. get us to the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Some but being in the wounding is rough, dude. I was in there for a long time. 
Yeah. Well, and the instability that that would create for everyone around. Cause I don't think I, I feel, especially in thinking about my partner and how much he carries and how much he just the stability that he, that I take for granted, you know, it's it, because it's so foundational and it's so basic and you just get so used to just that being intact that whenever he's having a wobble or he's dysregulated, that's when I realize like, oh man, you're carrying stuff all the time. And I just take it for granted because it just becomes my norm. And the endurance, I'm just so appreciative of that, that stability and that endurance of that energy. It's very, it's very powerful in relationship in order to maintain just the essentials of relationship and of functioning in life, all the 3D stuff we got to do. Exactly. I think it's really beautiful that you mentioned that because it's one of the things that I think as Chiron and Taurus, we don't recognize within ourselves. And it's that when you, we're in the wounded story, we think our abilities are wounding others mm -hmm. and without recognizing that even when we're unstable, we're still way more stable than everyone else. Yeah we're way more practiced like our coping mechanisms for stability are way better than everyone else's and that is actually a gift to the people around us and whether or not they recognize it it is so thank you for saying that because i think it's like everyone with chiron and taurus can hear that and believe it believe it because it's the truth well, and I feel like a little bit goes a long way with those who are in relationship with Chiron and Taurus. It's, it's like, how much effort does it take to express gratitude for the value that that person brings and mm -hmm. how, how far does that go for Chiron and Taurus when they receive that and they get that acknowledgement, it seems like that would be energizing almost as energizing as a nap, you know, like just to be able to feel valued for, for the gifts that they're constantly bringing. Absolutely. And I think it's something that we can do for, for all of us, all of us on the planet, but the recognition of the value we can do for ourselves and we can do for our partners and our people our kids and our parents and everyone else but then we can also work on so that's another thing too right not being able to recognize our own value and so taking shit because we don't believe we're worthy of the things mm. that we kind of we really want but we don't think we're worthy because we're so we're such a shit show mm. that well we're just, just will you're willing to carry anything yeah. you know i just think of it as like a, an ox you know that's getting yoked and they don't really get to choose what's what's put onto the wagon it's like they're just willing to carry it all mm -hmm. so i so, am yeah so in recognizing our own value this goes for all of us but especially chiron and taurus especially is you got to put down the backpacks and yeah. not carry them 
for anyone else but yourself because you already your own stability is the only stability that matters because when you have your own stability you can carry everything absolutely when you don't that's when you start and you know you know what to put in your backpack by just really clearly defining what do you value that's what goes in your backpack nothing else it's got to be what do I value and that's the only thing that I'm carrying and then that makes the backpack really light and that increases the capacity for carrying the external things that come and go and only carrying what we value (laughs) it's really funny because it starts to feel like people are gonna notice that I'm not doing my part Hmm. but that's not true well, because your part when, has been to carry everything. So that's, there's going to be a little bit of upheaval when you change roles and you say, maybe hey, I'm not, I'm not going to carry everything anymore. I'm carrying this. But I don't actually think so because I've done this. You've watched me do this in the last few months where I've literally been like, I'm not going to, I no, I'm not carrying that. And I'm not carrying that. And I'm not carrying that. And I might be crazy aqua moon status, but I'm not going to carry my kids' burdens. And I'm not going to carry my partner's burdens. Hmm. Maybe I'm taking it to the extreme, but guess what? I am accomplishing massively huge things because I'm not carrying shit. Because I'm, t- nope, thank you. Hard pass, hard pass. But you got to get relentless about your boundaries, which is so yes. Taurus. Yes relentless about your boundaries because when you do that when you do the hard pass nope I'm only going to carry these two things that I like and only what I like and that's it that's it then guess what starts guess what starts showing up in your reality when that's all that you're willing to carry well the most beautiful epic things and manifestations that you could possibly imagine because like, you because it was finally defined you're finally sending off a clear signal of this this is my backpack and this is what goes inside and then when you're that clear and defined with who you are know thyself that's when you open up your arms and you receive all of that hmm. and everything that resonates with that frequency yeah yeah exactly and it's like if i can give any nugget to anyone struggling with chiron and taurus are still in the wounded story is believe that you are worth only what you value You don't need to value everything to Mm. be worthy. Mm. Like that's a thing for Chiron and Taurus. Taking everybody else's ideas of what value is Uh, and not having boundaries around your own values. uh It's like shedding all of those costumes, shedding off the layers because Taurus can pack around layers 
and just only having clearly defined this is mine I value it greatly and then everything that resonates with that is going to magnetically be drawn directly well, think about it for you and your dynamic what if your partner one day decided I value work and I value driving my truck or whatever right of making things up what would you do then you would have to be like well I guess I'm gonna have to carry some of this stuff if I value it and why have we been carrying all this other shit neither of us values yeah <laughs> like why have we been doing that if you didn't want it and I didn't want it why what <laughs> right why is it cluttering our space yeah we can both let that shit go yeah it is it's empowering for everyone in relationship with that because everybody gets to decide what they then value and then everything else falls away and maybe those were the blockages and those were the things that were jamming up the flow of the momentum towards the desire and the goal exactly exactly because if you think about it and i keep getting this vision because i was probably on the oregon trail of like a family on their little wagon you know you are not going to be able to carry all the shit hmm. and some of that shit is not useful or you can go without it and and some of that other people will find valuable and they'll carry it mm -hmm. and then when you need it you can borrow it and it just creates a much more beautiful dynamic of community yes when we only carry our own values and respect other people's values yes but it's it, i love that there's diversity in it yes because if we all valued the same thing there would be a scarcity of that thing mm -hmm. and the reality is that because we all value different things there is abundance because we're all mm -hmm. so diverse as to our needs and our desires they're not all going to be exactly the same so yep. system is dang big spectrum oh so beautiful it's it's intense taurus taurus is heavy it's gold ships sank when they were carrying gold and it's at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> right or taurus is like damn how am i gonna get in there yeah how can we get, get that <laughs> I gotta make friends with a Scorpio. Damn it. Let's go make friends with Scorpio and Cancer. Let's dive down to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So it is what a what a stark difference in the conversation that we had about Aries. Yeah, this is really right. The whole thing. It's also because I think for us personally, it was less personal right mm -hmm. and this one is very personal yeah so it does have a, a heavier mulling mulling it does over. have an interesting but it's in the same way that powerful it's really from that slow steady stable 
one step at a time energy that you create empires you can build empires and that's that was the word i was trying to come up with earlier (laughs) right like the ottoman empire like the sumerians yeah yeah Yeah, exactly right dang (laughs) dang taurus Kyrana Taurus, let's go build some. Let's stop being like freaking boohoos, okay? Chiron and Taurus is boohoo energy. <laughs> <laughs> let's go take a nappy poo <laughs> and build an empire. And then we can build the empire and then take another nap. <laughs> and then maybe have some wine and cheese. Oh, comfortable bye. bed. <laughs> Taurus and wine and cheese. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's episode of Chiron and Taurus. Send us your questions, comments, and feedback to our email, aquamoondreamers at gmail.com. Next episode will be all about Chiron and Gemini or Chiron in the third house. And you're going to want to tune in as we explore all the challenges and gifts of that aspect. We hope you are enjoying this Aquamoon epicness. And I'm pretty sure you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening this far. So if you want more, Alyssa and I offer recorded readings and live coaching sessions where We can help you figure out what the heck is going on in the world and go ahead and click the link in the description of this episode or in the bio and we'll see you there.